Welcome to Living Inside Out Today with host Joy Ross. Joy and her guests will help you learn how to think inside out so you can begin experiencing the God-given birthrights of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. Learn micro steps you can take today for macro results. It's time to dissect your everyday way of thinking. Now, here is your host, Joy Ross. Good day, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world today. And welcome to Living Inside Out today. I am Joy Ross. I'm your host. And I want to invite you guys, as usual, to settle in, relax, and hey, go ahead and grab a pen and paper because you all know that on this show, we are all about giving. We are about giving you information and tips that you can use starting today to show up as the best version of yourselves. So, hey, I want to welcome our first-time listeners. If you are listening for the first time, welcome. And let us know if today is your first time. You can write to us at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. And if you've listened before, welcome back. And you guys know that on this show, we are all about positivity, encouragement, and having real conversations about overcoming hurdles and obstacles in life. And most importantly, we're all about sharing stories of experiencing personal transformation from the inside out. In fact, it was my own transformation journey that led me to doing this show. You see, I was that person who was living my life for a very long time, actually, with a doing and performance-based mentality, often reaching outside of myself to acquire and attain external achievements, you know, basically following society's checklist for success. And for me, that included getting my education, working my way up into corporate leadership, starting my own business and surpassing many financial targets that have been, you know, sort of held out in front of me, basically trying to check off all those boxes that society leads us to believe that if we check these boxes, then at the end of that, we'll have happiness, fulfillment, rainbows, pots of gold, and all those things. But what I found while I did have a sense of achievement, and I'm very grateful for the things that I did achieve, but what I found, what I learned, and most importantly, what I received a deep revelation on is this. Often, all of those things that we desire outside of ourselves, they're completely possible. However, everything that we acquire outside of ourselves, if we want those things to sustain and last over time, and most importantly, if we want to feel fulfilled and happy once we get those things, well, that, my friends, is directly linked to what's happening on the inside of us. You see, no amount of money in the bank, no amount of external achievements or business success can provide what is needed internally in order for us to truly feel fulfilled. So the key to everything that we want externally begins on the inside of us. It took me many years to learn this. And in fact, I'm not even saying that I've conquered this, but I am still learning every day. But what I know for sure is inside out transformation is possible for all of us. It's a step-by-step journey that's taken one day at a time. And now, perhaps more than ever, it's increasingly important to do what we can to minimize stress, 
taking life one day at a time and remaining hopeful certainly helps. In fact, recent studies say that during the past couple of years, with everything that's been going on in the world, rates of addiction in the U.S. have gone up anywhere from 30 to 50 percent, depending on the source. In my international bestseller, How to Break the Cycles of Temptation, Addiction and Guilt from the Inside Out, I share my journey of reaching outside of myself to fulfill something on the inside of me and finding myself actually addicted to many things. I share the steps that I took to go from addiction to being transformed and set free in that book. And in my newly released book, The Truth About Trust, The Key to Thriving in Any Relationship, I share my personal journey from experiencing disappointment, heartbreak, and disillusionment in relationships to my revelation of trust as spiritual currency. That revelation totally transformed my perspective on human relationships, both business and personal. So if you want to begin thriving in your relationships, perhaps that book is for you. You can find both of those books on Amazon or on my website, joyross.com, J-O-I-R-O-S-S.com backslash products. You'll find free resources on my website as well on mindset, freedom, and joy. Now, I want to say this. I'm not sharing information about my books to promote myself and say, hey, look at me. I'm an author. No, that's not the, the purpose of me sharing this. My hope is that my pain, the challenges that I've gone through, the lessons learned, and the steps that I took to overcome and get to the other side of hurdles will be helpful to you as well. But enough about me, folks. On this show, we are all about hearing other people's experiences. And you guys know, if you've listened before, that we like to have guests on this show who are devoting their lives in some way, shape, or form to serving others. And all of the guests on this show also have their personal stories of transformation from the inside out. And here's the thing. If it can happen for me, and if it can happen for them, Hey, guess what? It can happen for you too. And no topic is off limits on this show. We are all about uh, messages of love, encouragement, enlightenment, positivity. And we're just here really to have conversations about how to fulfill dreams, how you can fulfill your dreams, how you can experience joy, freedom, abundance, and how you can become a more effective leader, business owner, parent, friend, essentially in whatever role you're playing, just how to show up as the best version of yourself. And on a more basic level, hey, just how to simply get through life one day at a time because, hey, let's be real. Sometimes that's how it is. Sometimes we just all need a little encouragement to get through the day. So if that's you, Today, be encouraged because I am sure that something will be shared today that will help you um, in terms of just one simple tip, one simple tool, or one simple step that you can take today just to move forward. So as you guys are listening and hopefully taking notes as well, um, hey, let me know, jot down those things 
that uh, cause you to have an aha, right? So if something's said today and you're like, wow, I never thought about that before. Or if it's like, hey, that one thing right there really is going to help me move forward. I want to know. So write to me at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com and share your thoughts. Or if there's something that we're discussing today that causes you to say, hey, wait, I wish they had talked about this or that. Let me know that too, because who knows, we might do another show based on your suggestions. So with that, I want to get right into introducing my guest today, which I'm super excited um, to have him on the show. My guest today is Kevin Goins. Kevin is a transformational speaker and a coach who has facilitated the development of thousands of international leaders, speakers, coaches, and authors on the ability to speak and connect with audiences and teams through storytelling. Kevin has partnered with several multi-million dollar organizations and also trains private clients and groups to achieve effective speaking, but it didn't start out that way. After graduating as a pharmacist and excelling through corporate leadership, Kevin began his speaking journey, investing in speaking organizations to hone in on his own style and brilliance with introspective messages that tended to garner that all too all too familiar, hmm, from the audience. From there, he went on to partner with other organizations to maximize the value of results-based speaking and connection through storytelling while driving home relevant points that audiences could both use and implement immediately. Now, Kevin speaks and trains corporations and individuals helping them master the art of storytelling in order to skyrocket their productivity and connection from the inside out with their teams and audiences. That's a lot. This man is doing a whole lot, making a huge impact. And please, everybody, join me in welcoming Kevin Goins. Kevin, welcome to the show. I appreciate it, Joy. Thanks for having me. This is really nice to be here. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you are with us today. Um, So, hey, Kevin, let's just warm up a little bit. I like to do this um, sort of starting the show on equal footing, right? I mean, we're all about sharing how we've overcome challenges and obstacles on this show, which is one of the things that I think equalizes all humans, because no matter where we live, no matter our financial status or Um, anything else, what we all have in common is we all face challenges in life, right? Mm -hmm. So share with us, Kevin, if you would, what's one challenge or obstacle that you have had to overcome lately? Maybe just to show up today, one thing you, (laughs) or, or maybe like this past week, and how did you overcome that challenge? You know, um, when you read that bio, I started reflecting back and I will tell you the biggest challenge I had to overcome was um, there was a time when I just couldn't do this. Um, when I was younger, I was mm-hmm. bullied. Like I was called every name under the sun because I had a photographic memory. I would take tests, make a hundred, but it didn't make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. And the better I did, the worse it was. So it, Joy, the hardest thing was when people call you something that you're not, and when you're young, you're not quite sure how to deal with it. You actually believe them. That was a challenge. So imagine having a big personality, full of life, but because of what they said and how they felt about me, living very, very small. 
for years, decades even. In fact, I'll, I'll never forget it. Um, though I became a pharmacist and I did love what I did, to be honest, I just, at 18 years old, I put a white jacket on top of purpose. I, I'd rather be mm. in the back in healthcare, just kind of doing something that was easy versus mm. using my voice and helping people like I do today. Like, let me, let, me just, let me just do what I need to do back here behind the counter. And when I have to speak, I will. But then when I was not thinking and things just came out, the real Kevin would show up. So when you ask one of the hardest things that I had to do to overcome, it was really learning how to overcome what other people said about me when it was not really true. People like, why, why are you against me? And it was the weirdest thing. I never had to study, but I was always called these names. I'm like, great, no problem, okay. <laughs> oh, but it was wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting that you said. So then you put essentially put on the white coat to so, sort of like stay in the background because of all those stories that other people were saying about you that you had begun to internalize. Exactly. And begin to live my life as an introvert when that's so not who I was. Mm-hmm. However, again, when you're young and you don't have different information, and there's nothing to compete it. Some people believe it. Other people, they can move past it. Well, I kind of was one of those that actually believed it. And mm. that was a challenge because it even had made a point where I'll never forget. I actually wrote a letter um, to my mom. It was a suicide letter. I actually didn't want to even be above wow. the earth. I was so angry with God that he would allow me to be here. Would not help me because everybody in church says, you know how they say, God is good all yeah. the time. And all the time, God, God is, is good. good. <laughs> Well, he wasn't good to me. And that's what I would always say, like, you're not good to me. So why do you always saying you're good when I'm going through hell? That's what I would say. And it was in church, sitting on a pew in my head. Uh-huh. No one here except the time I just wrote that one letter. And I'll never forget. I didn't go through with it only because I was afraid of pain. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd be right there with you, God. But that, that was a really hard time for me. So to go through life experiencing that and not really... Look, owning the brilliance that I'm teaching people how to do today, I was not doing it back then because I didn't know how. Yeah, that's powerful, Kevin. And that's like really powerful. And thank you for sharing that. And I just want to say right now for anybody who might be listening, who's maybe going through a rough spot and you're feeling really down um, and thinking about like Kevin was at one point, Like, I don't even know if I want to be here anymore. Just want to encourage you to really listen in for the remainder of the hour, because you'll see through Kevin's story, look what can happen on the other side of that. So you might be feeling down right now and today, but know this, there is a purpose for your life that's greater than you even know right now. And if you can just pull through, stick it out and just hold on and maintain hope. Um, Something really beautiful is going to be on the other side. Mm. So um, because we're going to get into for the remainder of this time, all of the awesome things that have been birthed through Kevin's life, which never would have happened if he had given in to those feelings as a teenager. So um, I just wanted to say that I felt um, I just felt compelled, you know, to say that, to just maybe encourage somebody right now, Kevin, as they were listening to your story. And again, thank you so much for sharing that um, because that's a huge challenge that you've overcome. And we're going to get into um, 
we're going to get into your personal story. And I love, again, how you framed that you put on a white coat to sort of hide behind. Let me just stay back here and do my work so that I don't have to speak and really show myself, right? So we are going to actually take a quick break right now. And on the other side of this break, Kevin, um, you're going to share with us your journey, like how you went from hiding behind the white coat to doing what you do now and like speaking, not just speaking in front of international audiences, but actually teaching other people to do the same, which is so interesting. So um, hang on, guys, stick around with us. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you are wondering why you can't seem to attain that feeling of joy, fulfillment, and freedom in your life, then you need to listen to Living Inside Out today. Your host, Joy Ross, will help guide you away from the outside-in way of thinking you've been taught to live. Joy and her expert guests will dispel myths and expose the beliefs that subconsciously hold us hostage, preventing us from experiencing true joy, fulfillment, abundance, and freedom. Living Inside Out today, Thursdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back from break, everybody. We are here uh, with Kevin Goins today. And um, just before our break, Kevin, you had shared some deep um, personal information with us about one of the main challenges that you've had to overcome in your life. And so I want to get into that a little bit and have you share with us, you know, you talked about becoming a pharmacist, essentially, so you could hide behind the white coat and use your intellectual brilliance. Um, You mentioned that you had a photographic memory, so you were always like really smart, and you thought you could just hang out behind the counter, behind that white white coat, um, and just, I guess, live your life. But that's not what you're doing now. So tell us, like, it's just so odd that you went from something that's so introverted (laughs) to doing what you do now. So how did you go from that place of Mr. White Coat, you know, not really interacting with people to now running a business that's focused on speaking of all things and training other people to use their voices? Like what led to that 
shift. Okay. And that's a huge jump. So I don't even want to belittle that journey. We're talking years and years of still, you know how we sometimes we smile in front of people. Oh, I'm doing good. You're posturing. You got your got the white coat, got the salary, got the car, the house and all the extra. But inside, I didn't have me. And that, 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 that didn't happen fast. So it was years of showing up on the outside, great, but on the inside, not so great. But after a while, um, what was inside? The same personality, the same person that knew I was supposed to be, I knew this at a young age, I was supposed to be speaking in some form of capacity. I thought I was going to be the president when I was young. So I would say certain things like that because I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to do all these things and help people with an entrepreneurial spirit. That's what I used to say when I was young. Wow. But when it happened, the bullying, it just pushed it back down. So even though I was in healthcare and helping people quietly while making a good salary saying, well, this is enough for me. I don't I forget that purpose stuff. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help them initially because I want you to see something. When it was the people that created their hurt I kept thinking, why would I want to help the people now? You hurt me. I don't want to help you. That was a big attitude for years. That's why I said I can't really go past that too quick. So for me, it was even, and look, I'm going to church every morning, every Sunday. I'm praise the Lord, hallelujah. And nothing was happening with that. Did not know how to heal that, though I had faith. Did not know how to overcome that, though I was in church. And listening to the same word, other people are. Mm. But it was just not until years later, I would find myself going to speaking organizations and peeking in. I would find myself going to different conferences where all of a sudden they're talking about how to be a speaker or how to help people in these kind of speaking type ways. Mm -hmm. So it was just constantly peeking at the thing that was already inside and learning how to take that and craft it without talking to anybody. So it was a lot of secret investing in myself, just taking it all in and asking myself, how do I use what I'm learning? Mm, That's so interesting. So as you were talking, one main thing that jumped out at me was when you said from an early age, there was something inside of you that knew that you would be speaking, that knew that you would be helping other people to speak on stages while you continue to kind of quiet your own voice while you were growing up. So I just want to pause there because, and for people who are going to be watching the video and you see me looking down, that's because I am taking notes um, for myself because I'm always learning. So Kevin, what that was, what I heard was you just dropped a tip on us, which is, hey, folks, if you have that little voice inside of you that's saying, oh, you're going to be doing this one day, or this is your purpose, Listen to that voice. Don't allow external voices to snuff out your own voice. So, Kevin, I'm hearing that that was one major thing that your ability to sort of push past the external voices and listen to your internal voice is what moved you from hiding behind the counter mm-hmm. to step in out in front of it and doing what you're doing well, now. Not quite like that. Like I, my mom and I had a conversation. She said, you've been talking about speaking to me for years. Is it going to be speaking or pharmacy? Mm-hmm. And when I looked at my past and didn't see anybody on my side per se, because it was always this isolated event. I said, forget that. I'll just do pharmacy. Cause again, it was easy. All mm-hmm. the work inside was easy. So becoming that psh, no big deal. I could do that hands down and make money. I didn't know how to do that with speaking. And again, I didn't have any social proof I should be doing it because if you're against me, why am I going to do that? That's too much. 
But uh, <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't until I, I actually said, you know what? I had a drop down argument with God. I'll never forget. I was in, I think I was in my bedroom. Um, and I said, I'm not doing that because I, ke- I kept hearing this purpose come up. And I was like, I'm not speaking no. And it was years of fighting, having these arguments with myself. <laughs> going, oh. I'm not doing that because that was too much pain. But the only reason why I began is because after a point of just constantly doing, what do you do when you're working in an environment where your capacity is this big, but the environment you're working in is this big? Mm. And your mind is is way bigger than where you are. It doesn't put down healthcare in any kind of form or fashion, mm-hmm. but I was actually occupying the space of somebody else when I really belonged over here. Anybody ever settled like that before? Mm. That's what I was doing. So good. So good. So Kevin, I want to ask you this because I, before we move off of this topic, because I'm fascinated by um, just the transition that you made. And I read recently that with respect to pharmacists and in the U.S. in particular, that less than 5% of pharmacists nationwide are people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any challenges or obstacles that you face like being um, not only as super smart, but I'm guessing in the field of pharmacy, then you probably felt like you were more in your element because all of you guys were like, super smart, right? Um, To pass all the tests to become a pharmacist or whatever. But were there any challenges that you faced as in terms of being a minority in that environment um, on top of, you know, everything else? Some, but I'll never forget. There was one incident where I had the white jacket and there was a Caucasian technician who's a little older than me. So even though I'm having a white jacket, I'm talking to the customer, she kept saying, give me him. He's going to answer the question for me. And, and no matter how much I was trying to help her, I had to, I said, wait a minute, this is not about you. This is, this is a, 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 a I hate to say it, it was a color thing. Mm. So let me tell you, I, I real once I recognized that she really wanted him because of how he looked and who he appeared to be, I was like, wisdom says step back. Cause I, I, I love Proverbs when I was young. Look, when I didn't have any friends, I always read Proverbs. It was mm. I was the only book in, in the Bible I loved. It was very easy. And wisdom told us, don't argue with a fool. Mm. And a fool is not a bad thing. It's just a person that's unlearned in that moment on whatever topic it is. Mm-hmm. So I brought him over. She asked him a bunch of questions and he would do this. And he would ask me, I would tell him, <laughs> and then he would go back and tell her. She'd <laughs> ask him some more questions. He'd ask me, I'd tell him, and he would tell her. And I recognize it doesn't matter of the container. If she needs it this way, bless her. But the information still had to come through me. Mm. <laughs> and I was okay with that. I just recognize that it, it is what it is. This is the world we live in. And sometimes we have to, you make do with what you have. Yeah. I love that response because I love that response, Kevin. And here's why. Because first of all, it's um, when, if any of us ever find ourselves in a situation like that, we can remember what you said. And it's like, first of all, the wise thing to do is to be quiet, right? So again, it's that same process. Now I'm seeing a theme of you got voices coming, but then you have to, we don't have to do anything, but it is wise to learn how to navigate the voices, navigate the external voices coming in and navigate your own internal voice. Because in that moment, you could have made a different decision and the outcome probably wouldn't have been good for you 
or the other people. I got to share this. This Now, look, don't put well, I hope I have this right, but it was Proverbs 29.11. It better be. But this is what had me in check. When I recognized what was happening, the Bible said, a fool uttereth all his mind. I could have went back and forth just, I'm the pharmacist, I'm this, I'm that. But it says, but a wise man keeps it in till afterwards. So I had to ask myself, am I going to be a fool and go argue with this person? Or will I be wise? The Bible says, well, keep it in till afterwards. So I let her go. And then after she left, the tech and I talked. It was mm-hmm. the, but it was the proverb that kept me okay and just allowed it to happen and recognize that's not my issue. So yeah. why take it on? I love that. Okay, that's a perfect segue into where um, we're going to go next because I want to get into mindset, which is one of the things that we often talk about on this show. And you've already shared, you've given us a little glimpse of how you have learned to navigate mindset and internal chatter. Um, But I want to go a little deeper into that. So in your personal and professional journey, Kevin, like how, how have you navigated um, the chatter, the internal chatter, whether it's negative thoughts or self, um, you know, self-doubt, self-defeating thoughts, those things that most people have to deal with. And so how have you navigated that? And are there any specific habits, you know, Mm -hmm. or routines that you've cultivated that you can share with us? My biggest thing is a journal. I'm holding a journal and a pen right now. And I love writing down my thoughts. So if you go in my closets, I've got books of just thoughts where I sometimes ask myself questions and I'll just sit and write the answer. But journaling was one of the best things that really helped me get a lot of the pain out, get a lot of my thoughts out so they're not just circling. Mm. But let's go back. Remember, I was always seeking something. When I was mm-hmm. uh, going to those public speaking organizations and I was in one for eight years, I maximized how not to go, uh, uh, uh. I mm-hmm. maximized how to put speeches together and be evaluated. But I kept seeking because it was not enough. I, I said, I want to feel this from the inside out. So I kept yeah. investing in myself going to seminars, going to conferences until I finally met, look, my first coach where I heard this person that asked me this question and it went back to the childhood with the white jacket on purpose. Now she's talking to a room of 600 people, 400 online. And all I heard her say was, Kevin, (laughs) what will it cost you to know that you have something and not be willing to share it with someone? Who Mm. will be impacted by you not working with what's inside? And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. So I'm in his conference and I'm crying, crying, recognizing that all that, that, that I would put, how would I put this? My heart was so hard. And I, I saw the wall that I put around it because when I was young, it was the only way I knew how to protect it. But now that I was older, it was time to release some of that protection and find mm-hmm. a different way. So that was the first time I actually hired a coach. And mm-hmm. I had to invest in myself because I recognized the thoughts that got me here they did the best they could with what they knew, but I still had a little anguish. Mm-hmm. I love that. So two, two things, folks, if you're taking notes, number one is journaling. And number two was asking yourself the question, what would it cost if I don't do what I'm called. Whatever. To. Yeah. Wow. So when you say journal, because that people, that means different things to different people. So like, do you write down um, 
just like, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. Or do you like, how do you process? Well, I love to write down in the morning what I'm grateful for. Uh-huh. And then sometimes my thoughts begin to just trail. So I'll look at what happened the day before and just say, do I like what I saw? What could I have done differently? And why did I do what I did? And so sometimes mm-hmm. I'll find myself writing eight or nine pages and drawing circles and graphs. And, I'll, and I'm like, where is this coming from? <laughs> but I realized <laughs> there was something in there. And usually there's usually an answer that I'm seeking that's inside the pages that I actually do. So, mm-hmm. but it just helped me to always be able to write because now it's no longer circling in my head. I love that. So the, the journaling is really, there are a couple sub parts to that. I heard the gratitude piece and then really processing you know, what and why, and sort of working it out on paper. I love that. What about with your clients? So in, in the clients that you work with, sounds like a lot of these people are movers and shakers, you know, leaders. Um, What are some of the major mindset challenges that you see with them? I ask that because for people who are listening who are in corporate leadership or any other sort of leadership role, sometimes silently people feel like, oh, it's just me. I'm dealing with these things. I think sometimes it's just good to hear, hey, people, you know, um, even in roles that we may not ordinarily think of, they're dealing with mindset too. So what are some of the common ones that you see? Well, just to put it in context, I, sp- I usually work with mostly speakers, authors, and coaches, entrepreneurs, and some people who want to advance in companies, and it's all through speaking. Mm-hmm. Now, their mindset, because most of those are speakers, authors, and coaches, they have to get online, and some of them are just terrified, like I was, turning on this mm-hmm. computer, looking yes. at that green dot, and now making it as if it's your friend. That right there is like, <gasps> because now they have to be seen, and sometimes mm-hmm. if you had a past like mine, or if you had one that you were not the most proud of, who wants to put a spotlight on that? Okay. So they're looking at that. How do I be authentic when I show up and not rehearsed? And then how do I connect with people when sometimes they may have found that they don't always connect even in their private life. So how am I going to get past this imposter syndrome of uh-huh. not necessarily faking it, but being real? Uh-huh. So for somebody who's listening, who's, who's saying, oh, he's talking to me because I know that I have some imposter syndrome. I know that even though I might be called to, even though maybe I'm training people and facilitating groups and speaking all the time, I still struggle with being out in the forefront. Is there like one or maybe two little tips that you could share? Absolutely. Absolutely. So with this group, I'm working on the most, one of the things I think is very fascinating if you need to get build your own Facebook group and just go live in your own group, if you have to mm-hmm. turn on your camera and allow, your see, allow yourself to see yourself talking to yourself and just listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. My group, one of the things they're working on with certainty is learning how to just talk for five minutes and just making videos where they actually comment on each other's, but it's all in a safe group. Uh-huh. I think that's one of the best ways to really get used to the camera and just being able to see yourself and be okay with what you hear without mm-hmm. having to post it live to the, uh, to the world. Mm-hmm. I love that. Go live in a safe space. That's brilliant, Kevin. I guess that's why the name of your academy is on your brilliance, right? Yeah. Um, academy. So, hey, folks, we're going to take one more quick break 
And then we're going to have more with our guest today, Kevin Goins, and how you can unlock your brilliance um, on the other side of this break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We're on Alexa Smart Speakers and Connected Devices. Hey, Alexa, play Being Here Podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. (laughs) Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back from break, everybody. Thanks for sticking around with us. So we are here having a a very fascinating, actually, conversation with Kevin Goins. And Kevin, before we went to break, you dropped a really good, powerful, I think, tip for all of us. Um, So for folks who might be out there and you are feeling a little shy when it comes to just being able to speak in front of a group um, or in front of a camera. So, Kevin, that was powerful. You said, hey, create a space and just go live in there. It sounds simple, but that's very powerful, right, to just build that confidence. So I want to get into... um, identity a little bit, which is another topic we talk a lot about um, on this show. And so, and you've sort of alluded to the importance of knowing who you are in the inside and listening to that internal voice if you feel that you are called to do something, right? So it seems that in order for people to be motivated to tell their story, then they need to really be in tune with their story and be comfortable mm-hmm. with their identity. So I want to ask, like, what role does identity play in the work that you do and in terms of what you help people navigate through, right? And how do you get, how do you help people to get more in touch with their true identity, their true voice? I love this. So now you're inside of my coaching program that we do, uh, which I'm launching on June 2nd, which is exciting. But one of the things I do is this we actually break down your story. That, you know, why, why am I here story? Like, keep it real. With everything that we do as humans, we, all, we have stories throughout the day, throughout the years. However, 
Mm-hmm. One of the common threads of humanity, there's a, usually something that's happened when you're younger. And if you look over the span of time, there is this overarching trajectory of our lives that's our, quote, story. And then within mm-hmm. that are some of the little ones that kind of add up to it, how mm-hmm. we think, how we process, why we do what we do. So uh, what we do in my program is that we actually break down what is that overarching story? Like, how did you get here? So my mm-hmm. goal is to help break them down, to show them, well, not break them down, break down the story <laughs> so they can get used to actually saying it like I had to. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, it was hard for me to admit, Joy, that I was bullied as a kid. Because what man wants to actually say, hi, my name is Kevin, and I was bullied when I was younger. Like, hi, would you like to sign for that program? No. Yeah. That was awful. And that's why, I didn't tell you, but that's why I had those arguments with God, you know, I grew up in church. And I thought, I'm not doing that because if I have to be vulnerable to tell my parents, I'm not doing you. I told God, you must be crazy. I'm not just sharing <laughs> all of that. But I also recognize no one can see me unless I'm all of me. Mm. Write that down. No one can yes. see me unless I'm all of me. So I recognize that as I had to first own my story, own my mm. past, own the adversity of what happened, but then also recognize that it was also in how I got out of it and my lessons learned. Mm-hmm. That's when I recognize adversity plus my lessons learned can now help coach somebody else through theirs. Mm-hmm. So as I go first in my group sharing who I am and how I'm just, is showing them also, oh, you mean my, 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 my past, even though it may have been painful in some areas, I could actually use that to help somebody else? Oh, yes, you can. And let me show you how to shape that. So we shape it in a very small signature way. And then from there is is being able to be expansive because in that pain of adversity, there is somebody who's looking for what you have. And if you can remember where it was and you're able to go back in the past, but also figure out how you got out of it, mm-hmm. now you can help the next person too. Oh, Kevin, that is gold. Because here's what I heard. Mm. I just repeat this back and what I wrote in my notes. Um, this is the nugget that I took away. So really in your helping people to identify their story, you're really helping them to get more in tune with their identity because our story is linked. It's like a cousin, a brother, a sister to who we are. And we all have that. It emanates. And most people, when they come to me, they're just like me. Sometimes we're still broken. Some people are still going down. Some are at the complete bottom. Some are trying to figure out how do I get out of this? I'm tired of circling. But in that, we're looking at areas that, you know, that they're now able to share. But how do we take some of those facets and help them not only heal it, see it, but now we can also see now what was the reason we went through it and how can we now help somebody else? Mm. There's always a way if we look at it, some kind of way we made it to the other side, but not everyone thinks about it processes it and takes two or three steps to sort of actually go say, oh, you know what? Number one, it wasn't awareness. Number two was, and actually number them out. That's where I'm their facilitator and their guide to help them see what they once thought was going to break them, which is now really here to elevate them. Oh, I love it. What was once (laughs) going to break them was really here to elevate them. Absolutely. I love it. So you're doing way more than what it appears on the surface. Absolutely. It appears on the surface, like helping people to speak, you know, helping people to be more effective, 
But really what you're doing is what I'm seeing is people are coming out of your program. And as a result of working with you, they are coming out more powerful because they're coming out a more true version, a more powerful version of who they are and coming out, being able to convey that and speak in an effective way um, that impacts other people and encourages other people and motivates other people. Exactly. You just hit the nail on the head. If it was cake and icing, the icing is, oh, I'm going to learn some speaking techniques. I'm going to finally be powerful and I can help other people. That's the icing. But the cake is at that story, looking at where things are broken down, looking at where the thoughts are a little bit, maybe like mine. Sometimes it's a little shifted to the left when all we need is a shift to the right. That's the cake. And when people can now have their cake and understand, oh, I can have my cake and my icing and eat it too. Okay, I'm good now because now there's a healing and the story can come from more authentic place that's complete and whole. So I help them look at the whole story, not what they've once told themselves. And it's usually, we tend to tell ourselves just that one part that doesn't always elevate or serve us. Mm -hmm. My job is to show them the entire thing and how it works together. Mm -hmm. I love that. Icing and the cake. I love it. Love it. Love it. So Kevin, you may not remember this. Um, I have a tendency when I'm talking to people and they say something that really hits me to write it down like, Ooh, quote. So you mentioned once that you went quote from performance based to progress and process based Mm -hmm. end quote. What did you mean by that? And what impact has that shift had on your life? All right, George. So this came back again from elementary. I love, if you really trace many things that we do, it tends to come from when we're young. Hmm. When, let me tell you, when I went from kindergarten through sixth grade, actually seventh and eighth grade, I had straight A's. So I was constantly taking a test, performing, and then they were saying, good boy, Kevin. We love what you're doing. Taking a test, performing. Good boy, Kevin. That's all performance. I knew how to memorize. I knew how to just see things and spit it back on the test. It was just complete regurgitation. So I lived my life that way. So even becoming a pharmacist, you perform on a test, you get your certificate, boom, get a nice paycheck. You perform, you help people and you're okay. But I wasn't really, really inside of myself yet. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted to go deeper than just performing and just speaking in a certain way where it's lights, camera, action, let's go. But how do I also go deeper inside? How do I touch some of those places that are not always the prettiest, but it's usually the part that's going to help and heal and impact the most. Mm -hmm. That took more courage and it had to walk away from this performance type lights, camera action to Mm -hmm. let's just be real. Can we have a real talk? Can we talk about those things that are not always feeling the best? And can we also ask ourselves, what can we do with it? And how does it maybe serve someone else if we can finally heal from it? release it and allow it to bless someone else. Mm. So your pain becomes somebody else's purpose and how they can move through it. Yeah. For that resonates because um, I talked to so many people and just through research and everything, the reality is a whole lot of people, particularly in the U S Western society are performance based because that's how we're groomed, as you said, you know, from childhood, you know, early education and beyond. So for a person who's listening and they're really encouraged by your story and they are thinking, wow, I want to be able to have that shift in my life. 
to go from being so fixated on performing, performing, performing to just being more able to enjoy the process and focus on the process of Mm. living and being. You mentioned courage is a key ingredient, but like, is there one step, one simple thing that you would offer for somebody who's listening, who wants to make that shift and they don't know where to start? The biggest thing for me, um, and I hope this helps someone, I used to always think, even now, uh, we were sharing earlier, sometimes like how much money did you make? Or like when I was, here's the deal. When I was launching my program, um, one of the things that I always used to worry me in the past was, oh my God, how many people are going to come? Is this going to be a 50,000 launch, a hundred thousand? What is it going to be as far as the number? And over here in Western society, we're so fixated on all these results, results, results. And then when we don't get them, what do we call them, Joy? We call it a failure. You didn't meet your goal. You didn't meet your quota. So how does the mind love that? It doesn't. It, mm. it, it hits resistance. And sometimes that's what scares and stops us. So if I could give you one shift, the one shift I would consider offering people is rather than looking at just that number, be aware of the goals. If you want to get mm-hmm. 10 people, 20 people, whatever that is, or this number you're trying to do, but then shift to what's one step I need to do to make sure this happens. What mm. one activity can I, can I complete every single day with discipline that can help that happen? And then when I work on that activity, how can I make it better? How can I look at it and say, hmm, well, this yielded no results or half result. What can I do with that activity to be even better and better so I can begin to get closer to the results, I say. So when I did that, I just felt such relief. And here's a plain example. When I launched this, this thing we're doing right now, I wanted 10 people in. And um, what I told myself, at first I was like, I want 10 people in, I wanna make this amount. Now it was like, no, um, I do want 10. I do like to make this amount, that's fine. But here's my win, I move my win. Now it's like, if I launch, I'm good. That's the win. So as soon as I launch and tell everybody, hi, I'm launching this program, I'm already won. So now going live and helping people and talking and stories, all that extra, now that becomes fun. There's no stress because I've already won. So now I'm just doing the activities of what I need to do to actually help the 10 people come in and see me clearly, see themselves clearly, see if this is uh, appropriate for them, if it's a good fit, or if it's not. My job is not to focus on the 10 and the number. Mm -hmm. My job is to focus on what can I do to help people see, what activity can I do to help them see this to see if it's good for them. When Mm -hmm. I do that, I win and the stress is gone. Oh, we love it. Okay, so here's, I heard two tips and I wrote them down. So for, if you're out there and this is you, you know that you are a performance-based being and you're all about the outcome, making the A or having the 20 people or hitting the number. If you're in sales, hitting your sales target. If that's you and you know that something's feeling a little off on the inside and you don't know how to shift, Kevin just gave us two tips. One is focus instead of on the outcome, focus on the steps and the activities. What one step do I need to take? What one activity do I need to complete? And then look at those things and how you can get better and better and better and better. So that was number one. And number two, perspective shift. You said move your win. That's a game changer. Yes. Just the fact that you did it, that's a win. Yeah. The fact that you even took the step and maybe it was not the number you wanted, but you did the step, that's great. The fact that you now improved the step and launched it again, 
all those are now become win, win, win that the mind and the brain can stay on. And now it's more attracted to the fact that you're giving yourself constant win, 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 not looking at this number, which could be a lose, 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 because you're not going to get 10 every day. Wow. But if I take all these activities and they're all wins, you're setting yourself up for uh, consistency and constant winning and implementation in motion. And the number with the outcome you say you want, it eventually just come and probably even go way past that because we shifted what we yeah. I love that. Absolutely love it. And I'm looking at the time and I'm looking at all of these questions that I wanted to ask you, Kevin. I'm going to have to have you back. I'm going to put you on that list to have you back. Um, so I'm going to go here with it. You several times in our time today brought up um, you mentioned reading the book of Proverbs when you were little. You made reference to being in church. You made reference to your faith, right? Yes. So I'm just going to ask you, what role has spirituality, your relationship with God played in your life? And how do you incorporate your faith in the work that you do? When I was younger, I used to always say, oh, you know what? I used to have God in the uh, passenger seat and wisdom in the back seat because I always loved Proverbs. Then I, when I got older, I said, that's probably why you sometimes had these car wrecks because you had God over there. <laughs> so I had to flip it <laughs> and put God in wisdom in the driver's seat and the passenger seat. And I'm in the back seat riding shotgun. You know, and it was much better. Yeah. So it was, as you say, how do I do it? It's every step. I'm just looking at how, this is what I call faith in action, learning how to truly have the faith to believe. And then what are those real action steps that allow my faith to have gasoline and move forward to help someone? Mm. Before I just had faith, but I was stalling and it wasn't quite working. And I, I just, I wasn't really happy because again, they learn how to invest in coaching. So when I look at your people, Joy, I just want to encourage them that they can do this. Yeah. Um, it may be a little uh, frightening, but sometimes if they have somebody who can help walk them out step by step, like I did, yeah they can get where they want to be. Yeah, I absolutely love that, Kevin. You're such a pleasure to have on. Uh, I'm going to close this out. But before I do that, real quickly, if people want to connect with you, work with you, how can they reach out to you? Sure. I'm on all the, uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn under Kevin L. Goins, K-E-V-I-N-L-G-O-I-N-S. Or you can email me at Kevin at KevinLGoins.com. Perfect. And so, hey, folks, let me know what spoke to you today, what one step, what one tip, um, what one thing that Kevin shared as part of his story really resonated with you. We want to know. So write to us at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. And before we go, I want to leave you guys with this final tip. And you know that around here, TIP is an acronym that stands for transformation is possible. And it begins with making a choice to live inside out today. Until next week, love and peace. Thanks for listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. We hope today's episode has been insightful and helped open the doors in your life to the joy, fulfillment, and freedom you have been seeking. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.